أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا So we uh, began the, the chapter last week with regards to the virtues of the first row uh, for Salat and completing the first rows first and uh, 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 straightening the rows and uh, locking them uh, by, by leaving no gap and no space uh, between them. So we uh, continue with a, a, a hadith عن سيدنا أبي سعيد الخضري رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رأى أصحابه تأخرا فقال لهم تقدموا فأتموا بي وليأتم بكم من بعدكم لا يزالوا قوم يتأخرون حتى يؤخرهم الله رواه مسلم uh, and so this is a hadith which indicates the, the seriousness and the gravity of straightening the sufuf, uh, 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 straightening the, the, the rows in salat. Uh, it's something that we uh, oftentimes take for granted or don't think about as uh, being important. But the hadith is, the hadith uh, indicates that maybe it's a bit more important than we thought it was. Sayyidina Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu It's narrated from him that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He once saw some of his companions Further back in the masjid than they should have been Further back in the masjid than they should have been And so he said to them sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said to them, come forward and follow me. Fa'tamubi uh, literally means to follow me in the prayer, uh, 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 meaning pray behind me. And it also means that take me as your imam. Take me as your leader and follow the things that I say. He, says, he, said, he said, follow me and let those after you uh, follow you. And this is the cornerstone uh, it's in a hadith with regards to what? It's in a hadith regards, with regards to the virtues of the, the first rows of the salat. And this hadith, the, in it there's an ishara and an indication toward the cornerstone of our aqidah, our, our entire creed with regards to the deen, which is what? That the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah are those people who worship Allah alone and without any partner. And that say that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the canonical and official representative of Allah. What he says about Allah as authority and what other people say about Allah doesn't. And that's what the Sunnah part means. And the Jama'ah is what? It's that the Sahaba Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhum are the official and canonical representatives of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Uh, meaning you're going to only receive the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ through the jama'ah, just like you're only going to receive Allah Ta'ala through the sunnah, that's the way the sanad works. And in every generation, the people who hold <coughs> fast to that methodology, those are the only ones on guidance, everybody else will uh, be on misguidance. From those who claim Islam, 
and uh, uh, and as far as those who don't claim Islam, uh, uh, those people uh, from the get go, they they they're 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 DOA. There's no there's there's no even a discussion with regards to them. So uh, he says what he says that uh, uh, he saw certain companions of his who were further back in the masjid than they should have been. So he said, come forward and uh, uh, take me as your imam and let those people who come after you take you as their imams. بِكُمْ مَنْ بَعْدَكُمْ And he then said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَا يَزَالُ قَوْمٌ يَتَأَخَّرُونَ حَتَّى يُؤَخِّرَهُمُ اللَّهُ That there will be uh, uh, such people in this ummah that they will keep being in the back and that will be their condition they'll keep being in the back now this is obviously has to do literally with the back sufuf right but there's also uh, figuratively there's a a a an uh, ishara uh, there's a a a some some uh, some words that point to something deeper than that that there are some people who are going to keep lagging behind until allah ta'ala leaves them behind uh, and so the what's the the uh, the commentary uh, Ibn Allan says rahimahullah ta'ala la yazalu qawmun yata'akharuna ay an iktisab al-fada'ili wa ijtinab al-radha'ili hatta yu'akhkhirahumullahu an rahmatihi wa ma 'azuma min thawabihi wa fadlihi wa rafi'i manzilati manzilati ahli qurbihi حَتَّى يَكُونَ عَاقِبَةُ أَمْرِهِمُ النَّارُ كَمَا جَاءَ فِي رِوَايَةٍ That, uh, that in one narration, this hadith actually ends, uh, not that Allah Ta'ala, not just that, that, that there's a group of people who keep lagging behind until Allah Ta'ala leaves them behind, but there's a group of people who will lag behind until Allah leaves them behind and their destination is the hellfire. Meaning, meaning what? Meaning, it's your responsibility to what be in the front row, not just for the salat. Rather, the salat, if you look at all the hadiths that we've been going through with regards to the fadila and the virtue of the salat, that the salat is the cornerstone of the entire deen. It is the first step in the entire deen. The person whose salat is good, their deen can be good. And the person who, uh, 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 they have no salat, whatever else they think is good, it's, it's just a, it's a hocus pocus fantasy that they made in their mind. And Yom al Qiyamah, they'll find they have nothing. And uh, 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 just like that, the person who lags behind in their salat and in their deen, look, the way a person screws up, it's not, it's not by just like, you know, oh, today I didn't go to the prayer. Shaitan wants you to think about that. Like, oh, I missed today, and I may as well miss tomorrow. I may as well miss the next day. I may as well miss the next day. This is the, 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 the condition of every human being. That you have good days, you have bad days, you do some, you know, some, some, sometimes it's a home run, sometimes you strike out. That's how, that's how life is. The, 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 the sunnah is what? Is that a person who does something bad should follow it with a good deed in order to efface it or erase it. And the person who is doing something good, that person should try something better next time. And the person who's, uh, uh, you know, one step back, he should try to, uh, try to go two steps forward next time. Uh, why? Because uh, uh, All matters will be judged how, by how they end It's not an issue of like today or tomorrow This is why some of the uh, Sufiyai Kiram 
they mention uh, like the Sahibul Hikam Ibn Ata'ilah who many people don't know this by the way he wasn't just like you know when you say Sufi people think about someone smoking weed and dancing and whatever this he was he's actually a uh, uh, one of the canonical narrators and authorities muhaqqiqun of the Maliki school his opinions you'll read them in the books of fiqh as well so he mentions this that 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 in your journey to Allah Ta'ala, your saluk to Allah Ta'ala, your trust is on who? Who do you lean on? Who's, who's your trust? Who's the only one who can take you down that path? It's Allah Ta'ala. Your trust isn't in yourself. The thing you, des- the thing you bring to that, to, that, to that process is your desire. The actual movement happens through Him. So you could try something... I tried going to the masjid and the people in the masjid were like racist to me. I tried going to the masjid, the people in the masjid were sexist to me, right? This happens to a lot of our sisters, unfortunately, right? I tried to go to the masjid and the people in the masjid were classist with me, right? There are masajid in the south, right? Half of the people look like some, they live in some sort of uh, uh, weird uh, uh, mansion from like the set of the patriot. And the other half of them literally live in like houses that are so small. You don't see houses that small over here. It's like a house that's literally as small as a trailer. Uh, they live in houses that small. I remember there was a, a masjid in the south. When I first came back to came back from America, I asked uh, I asked for uh, I asked that uh, uh, that I, I interviewed there for a job, and I asked that uh, uh, during the job interview that I not stay in a hotel, that I just stay with somebody, you know. And if nobody wants to, I, my actually first request is always to stay in the masjid. Or was always to stay in the masjid. Then after that, uh, if the if the masjid has a policy like after 9/11 they don't let you stay in the masjid anymore in a lot of places. I say if you don't if you don't if you don't want that then let me stay with somebody. So they found the 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 request very uh, 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 off-putting. And uh, what happened was they said, well, there's no place for nobody has any place for you to keep you, you know. So I'm like, okay, then I'm not coming. Uh, I figured if this is like this like basic like amount of uh, work you cannot do with people, how are you going to have employment with them? So what ends up happening is finally there's a, a, a some like grad student in in the, in the college that's near the masjid uh, from Pakistan uh, <coughs> who's like okay he can stay with us and he literally lived in one of those small houses. I don't know if you've seen these houses in the south; they're really small. And so he has his wife, kids, everything, and the rooms are extremely small. And so I just stayed in the in the in the front room. And I didn't think anything of it until what? Until like Friday night, all the board members, they had parties at their houses. And uh, there's like several different layers of dysfunctionality in these communities. So what ended up happening is there was one party that the Desis had and one party that the Arabs had. Okay. Like there's like a barrier between them that neither transgressed, unfortunately. Right. So I, their plan was you eat dinner with the Desis and you have dessert and tea with the Arabs. So I had dinner with Desi. I see these guys all have these like huge, ridiculously huge houses. Because the cost of living in those places is very little. Prop- property is almost worthless over there. Uh, so, and, and, and what happens is a lot of these people are like doctors who get their uh, residencies in like the, you know, whatever, uh, uh, armpit South Carolina. And uh, it wasn't in South Carolina, by the way. but, it, you know, they get in these places and they actually get, get paid more for working there. And the cost of living is even less kind of adding to the squalor of like the contrast between rich and poor. So I see these huge houses, and then I see, uh, 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 I see, uh, uh, and then when the dinner's over, then they drop me off at the Arabs' houses, and their houses are huge as well. 
And then that night when I went back to sleep, I said to this uh, brother who went back to Pakistan, by the way, he did like his PhD in engineering. He went back. Uh, um, uh, uh, he, he, I don't want to name his name because then it will show some tablis will then know what the, uh, you know, where all this went down. So uh, uh, I, when I went to sleep, you know, went home to sleep, I said, subhanAllah, like, what's wrong? Like, this is like really fresh from, from Madrasa, right? Uh, I go, what's wrong with these people? Like, uh, uh, um, the, uh, What's wrong with these people? They have these huge houses. Like they, uh, I wonder how they even clean them. Like they're they're so big, and then nobody, you know, and they're like, we don't have any place to to keep you. He says, oh man, don't worry about it. You know, the space that you make for people, it's uh, it's it's inside of your heart. It's not it's not it's not a physical, uh, it's 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 not a physical issue. So uh, 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 at any rate, the 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 hadith is ishara toward what that uh, a person a person should stay back not just from from the salat but from everything that those the, these things don't happen overnight that a person will um you know uh, miss one time and then <clears throat> they're automatically going to hell even though shaitan wants you to believe that rather like uh, ibn ata'illah he he mentioned rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala and others also mention that you that the, the only one who can take you down this path is Allah Ta'ala and it's a sign that you didn't trust in him that when your deeds don't work out the way you want them to that you freak out why because then your trust is in yourself rather all you bring to the process is what your desire that you desire Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and you extinguish every other desire inside of your heart and so you keep trying and so, you know, the, the, how did we get to this point? Because people get frustrated. The masjid is racist. The masjid is classist. The masjid is sexist. The masjid is sometimes just dumb, like just dumb people in the masjid. You know, like why, you know, the masjid is the house of Allah Ta'ala, but the people there are, you know, it's a refuge. It's like a, it's a refuge. The, it's like a, like, a, like a, a, a shelter for like just odds and ends types of people. Um, uh, the people who uh, nobody likes them at work. Nobody likes them at school. Their wife won't talk to them, their husband won't talk to them, their kids won't talk to them. Those type of people, the only place where they can go and, and keep some dignity is the masjid. And what happens is that they, they set up shop over there and uh, uh, they themselves don't know how to run their own life. How are they going to be welcoming to another person? So people have these types of experiences. And the more pious... Huh? I'm sorry to interfere. When you, so when you say the Arabic, is, I'm not very good in Arabic. Yeah. So when you say the word inshara, is that the same? Inshara. Inshara is not not inshara ishara. Yeah, inshara. Isn't there a, um, isn't that one the uh, isn't that a, a surah in the Quran? No, that's inshirah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is ishara without an n in the middle. That one has an n in the middle. Yeah. I apologize if you, there's a word that 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 I use and I don't translate. Just let me know and I'll translate it for you. I apologize if I drop the Arabic too much. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, don't, don't get, don't let those things get, don't let those things frustrate you. Obviously, obviously easier said than done, but in Ashad al-Nasi, al-Anbiya'u thumma al-Ulama'u thumma salihuna the, the most, uh, uh, tried and tested of people are the Prophets, alayhim uh, and, 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 uh, the, 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 the narration the people are most familiar with is the ones that are most like them than the ones who are, that are most like them. And in a different narration, it says, who are those people? It's the people of knowledge, then it's the people of piety. Uh, so we know people, you know, we know people who have studied in different places. I'm sure your brother has like all sorts of weird uh, 
stories about <coughs> an Azhar al-Sharif and the weird types of things he had to go through, right? Uh, being put into, being, being put, you know, being put in all sorts of weird uh, scenarios. I myself have weird stories landing in the airport in countries, being put in a holding cell in the back, being questioned like a criminal, getting interrogated by police for nothing, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, and why name countries? Because then people will be like, oh, you're picking on my country. You know, but, you know, you know, you get treated like garbage, you get treated like a criminal, you get treated like all sorts of things, even though you're the one who sacrificed so much just to get to that, just to get to that point. So what happens is that after some point, um, you know, a person becomes so accustomed to these things, they know it's like, it's like par for the course. Um, uh, so the connection of, of, of that with this is what? Is that when you slip up, it's not a big deal. Just get back on as soon as you can. If you need a 15 minute break, take your 15 minute break. If you're, you know, upset, you're worked up, you're upset, you're, you know, you're angry uh, and, you know, you're incensed and you're outraged. You know, it's easy to be like, suck it up and take it. You're a human being. Someone says something bad to you. You're obviously going to get affected by it, right? You get affected by it. To pretend that you're not going to get affected by it, it's like, oh, look, I'm a celibate priest and, you know, it doesn't affect me. And then like, you know, whatever, a thousand victims later, then we're like, okay, well, maybe it does affect you, right? Obviously, everything affects you. And uh, not all of us are as like spiritual Superman, uh, uh, holy man flying in the air and shooting uh, 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 super soakers of Nur at everybody, like level of piety, right? There are people who are like that, but they get there after a long process that we don't find, uh, we don't find uh, glamorous. And if we were to uh, go through that process uh, and submit ourselves to that process, you know, we would yell at the mashayikh saying that this is not the... Uh, this is not the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is not the akhlaq of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How dare you say this to me? How dare you say that to me? So we kind of clocked out on that one. So leave it to the side. But we're not at that point. So you're going to get upset. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get tired. You're going to get worn out. You're going to get all of those things. So take your 15-minute break right? You, that you need to. right? Uh, if this message, the people there bother you, go to the next one. Do what you need to. And then once you're once you're over it, then... Try again. What does what does the the hadith say? That hadith doesn't say that like the person you know misses the first saf one time and then they're like going to hell. But it says what that the the sign of the people who the, their aqiba their last their 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 final abode and their end is in the fire is what the ones who consistently keep missing again and again. Uh, 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 that the people will not be caught in the back <coughs> until. Until uh, 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 until Allah Ta'ala leaves them behind, and in an, in an, in a narration, what uh, uh, in a narration that that those people their last abode will be the hellfire. عن الميل إلى 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 الدعاة والرفاهية وأبلغ تنبيه إلى أن ذلك يؤدي إلى إلى تجرع غصص غصص البعد والغضب أعذن الله من ذلك بمنه. So he says that this this hadith is a very emphatic. Uh, encouragement to compete with one another 
in doing high and lofty things. Doing something good with your life. Like, don't just be, don't just be the, you know, you're like, oh, I became a doctor in order to help people, right? Like, everybody else is helping people right now. So you have people who, like, break their arm and cast, or they go to the emergency room for, like, half an hour, and they end up with, like, a $50,000 bill, and they can't pay it, and this and that, right? And you're like, well, what can I do about it? I don't own the hospital or whatever. Get together with your buddies and open a free clinic. You know what I mean? Like, well, the time you're going to spend at that free clinic, you could be making, you know, uh, 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 like mid, mid-level six figures with that money, with that time. And instead, you're going to be paying money out of your pocket, right? And you're going to live poor. And you're going to drive the same Honda Accord and Toyota Camry that every other, uh, you know, that the whatever, the guy who works at the liquor store drives, right? You're going to, uh, which is obviously problematic in and of itself, which adds to the humiliation. You're going to live that life, right? My Ustad Mulana Mufti uh, Abdul Wahid, Okay, he was a colonel in the in the Pakistani army, uh, and he he was a doctor. Usually, the doctors because they start out with I think with the major rank of captain or major. Um, they, they like they at some point or another like half the generals in, in 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 the Pakistani army are doctors. Why? Because they start out with such a high rank and they go through an entire career. He quit his career and and, and joined madrasa. The classmates, his classmates, who also were my teachers, they're like at least a good 15, 20 years younger than him. And to this day, he has three jobs, right? Like the living color sketch about, you know, you only got three jobs, I got the seven job. I work for the CIA, the FBI, the ABC, the whatever, right? Like that, he works three jobs, okay, that we know about. Uh, aside from seeing him in the Khanqa all the time. One is that he teaches iftah in the mornings uh, uh, because he's one of the top, top muftis in Lahore. And two, he, uh, he taught us the back half of Tirmizi on the weekends. Uh, uh, while being the mufti of the madrasa, that any official queries come, he's the one who gives the legal edict. Uh, that's 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 the final word in the madrasa with regards to any like uh, fiqh issue. And the third is what he's still a doctor. He still works as a doctor. And where does he work? He works in a government hospital. He works in the Data Darbar Hospital. It's a government public free hospital. Uh, and he couldn't be making more than like ten thousand rupees maximum uh, a month from that job. Uh, he doesn't own a car. I see him biking around in Lahore, like on a bicycle, like biking around. Uh, he's one of the top, he's one of the top fuqaha, and he's actually a medical doctor. And he sits, uh, he sits in that hospital. And like the jobs in Pakistan are are uh, uh, six days a week. So he 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 sits uh, in that in that hospital, and he sees and treats patients. Ten thousand rupees is nowadays it's like a hundred dollars. Uh, in those days, it was a little bit more. It was like 160, but it's nothing, right? To the point where he, you know, the the madrasa has has to get him a car to bring him bring him for the dars. Otherwise, he can't come and teach. Um, and the man is like, mashallah, as old as my father is. So uh, he's he's still working the hustle. If you want to be a doctor like that, inshallah, you go to jannah. And if you can't, you know, whoever can't do it the whole way, then uh, let them let them try as much as they can. But what is he saying? Uh, he's saying that uh, uh, that that this is uh, the uh, the most emphatic of encouragement to compete with one another to high and lofty affairs, to do to do to do something better than just ingratiate yourself. To your time off, you don't have any time off. You know, I mean, we know people. The thing is, one of this is one of the reasons people find me disagreeable and don't like my company, is because it's difficult to respect people who go on vacation. It's difficult to, when, when you've seen your mashaykh, people, 
you know, the idea of them going and like staying in a hotel and go jet skiing and this and that. It's not haram, you know what I mean? But like you see people like that, you're like, these are the people I respect. Other people spend their time like children. This is one of the reasons I don't say things like this in the in the Juma Khutbah or in the Masjid because I understand, okay, not everyone's there. You don't want to kick someone when they're down uh, or, you know, you want to encourage people, be positive, this, that, and the other thing. I'm just sharing with you my, my own personal personal feelings. I, we've seen people who have taken these things to heart to the point that it makes us feel, feel ashamed of ourselves. Uh, and uh, uh, because of that, then we live differently than other people and other people freak out when they see that and they're like, oh, this is extreme. It's not extreme. Islam was built by people like this. That's why the deen is, is, is there with us. It's built by people like this. That, that what? That this is the akid, the most emphatic of encouragements to a person that they should vie and compete with one another to the highest of affairs. That they should do something that, what's best with, with their lives. Um, and what's noble with their lives. They should read and study the books of, of, of hadith and study the Quran and study the books of the, the law to know which is the greatest of deeds I can do. And to, you, you know, YOLO doesn't mean, you know, uh, 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 gorge yourself in this dunya. Rather, it means what? You only live once, so you may as well make it count. Pick the best for yourself. Uh, choose the best for yourself that Yom Al-Qiyamah, you don't show up uh, with any sort of regret or, or that, that so much was given to you and you put so much back in return. Uh, uh, so this is a, 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 the most emphatic of encouragements <clears throat> to compete with one another uh, to the highest of affairs and doing the highest of, uh, of, 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 of affairs and to the highest of akhlaq and to the highest of, uh, of, 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 of character. That a person should suck it up swallow their anger and say sorry to people. Not because of who the people are. If you think of who the people are, then uh, 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 you're never going to want to say sorry to them because they're slobs like us. But if you think of who Allah is, you'll want to forgive everyone. Because you need His forgiveness and I need His forgiveness. And you know His happiness with, with one of us when we forgive. So then you know the more disgusting the person is and the more disgusting of what they did to you the more happy he will be with you when you forgive and the more worthy of reward and recognition that forgiveness will be and the more pride Allah Ta'ala will have in front of his angels when you forgive that person that look at this person uh, how, how, how he is forgiven for my sake uh, uh, look at this person how he has uh, stepped on his anger for my sake look at this person how he's ge been gen generous for my sake and you see that also I, uh, you know I unfortunately part of my uh, activities or fortunately are, are spent in fundraising so you see some people are really baller people and they'll give the same amount of uh, money that a, a, a very uh, a poor person uh, will give or a very middle class person will give so you'll see that a person will buy through their akhlaq a rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that cost another man a million dollars, a person will do it you know, with $50,000. The two of them, when the masjid is time to build the masjid or to feed the orphans or whatever, both of them will stand and say, I gave give $10,000. And you know one person is, uh, uh, you know, it's a pittance from what they have and the other person, it's a lot. But through their akhlaq, they purchased with Allah ta'ala a rank that that wealth couldn't purchase. Through their akhlaq, they purchased with Allah Ta'ala a rank that wealth could not purchase. And uh, 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 Allah knows that there are people also in this ummah 
that can't give $10,000. Why? Because they already gave everything they had like years before this thing and they continue to give something more valuable than money. And there are people like that who also Allah gave them money and they give on top of that as well. Uh, but <coughs> this is what the person who has that shawq and that desire, that love, uh, they're going to they're going to uh, 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 seek the the, the lofty uh, affairs to occupy themselves in lofty character, and this is the ablav. This is the most uh, 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 the most uh, deep and and complete zajar deterrent uh, uh, from a person to uh, 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 stay away from succumbing to something less than what they have in their deen. That the person who's eating uh, haram shouldn't, or eating eating halal should not leave it. Why? Because a person will, who was supposed to be in the front, the Rasul Sallallahu is saying, "Come, the come, come forth, come in the front." You people are the ones. You people are the ones. You're going to be the imams of the people of guidance. The nations of the earth will be saved from the hellfire because of you people. This is not your place to dally in the back row. Much less be absent from the masjid. This is the, the, the destiny and the fate Allah has meted out for you. It's not befitting for you to waste your time in the back row playing around. You people are the ones through whom Allah Ta'ala will give other people a high rank. So what, what will your rank be? Don't settle, don't settle for less. Right? The sister who is struggling with you know, whether she should uh, whatever, wear her hijab or niqab, uh, uh, or whether she should use her body as a, 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 a billboard in order to attract attention from people, or the brother who, for the you know, for the same for the same uh, matter, the brother who does the same thing, or for for the person who was you know praying their sunnahs and they're no longer praying their sunnahs, the person who was uh, you know uh, uh, giving a certain amount in charity and now they, they they're thinking about stopping giving that. Uh, amount in charity, the person who uh, has shoked to visit the Haramain Sharifain this year, they're going to uh, save their save their money and do something else that's that's more fun or whatever. Uh, that person who has that that uh, thing inside of them, uh, th this is a, a a very emphatic uh, 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 deterrent for them uh, uh, from accepting that 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 discount in their deen. And this is very difficult. It's very difficult, right? A person's saluk. Uh, their their journey on the path to Allah Ta'ala is kind of like romance, like falling in love. Okay, When a husband and wife first fall in love and when they first uh, 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 meet each other, then uh, 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 their romance with one another is very hot. Uh, their romance with one another, they cannot keep their hands off of one another. They cannot stop from thinking about one another. They cannot uh, uh, hold themselves back from one another, etc., uh, inshallah, we have some uh, uh, young young people in this crowd that are not yet at that point yet. Allah Ta'ala, uh, uh, inshallah, give them uh, tawfiq. And we have some people who know exactly what, what we're talking about, mashallah. Um, but the, the idea is that that's in the beginning. Then afterward, imagine uh, husband and wife have been married for 30 years. They have uh, children that have grown up together. They've paid their house off. They've, you know, whatever. Who's, which, 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 and obviously they're not going to be like that. I mean, some people may be like that, but generally that's the exception, not the rule. So which of the two is, loves each other more? Is it the people in the beginning who their romance is still very, uh, uh, like, burning? Or is it the people who've been together for their whole lives? 
they don't have much to look forward to except for to meeting Allah Ta'ala anymore. Which, which of the two have, uh, have more love for one another? If they're petty people, then it's, it's, the, it's the, 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 the beginning of the, the matter. If it's a marriage of convenience, the convenience is done. Bill already became president. Hillary already tried. She at least she sent her State Department. There's no more use anyone has for one another. Go you, uh, you know, spend time at your library, you know, and I'm going to like whatever, go for a jog in the woods or whatever you do after losing an election to Trump. Khair. But, uh, 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 you know, if it's a marriage of convenience, then yeah, there's really nothing left anymore. But if they actually love one another, the the husband and wife who live their life with one another, their love is deeper and it's more more strong than the love of uh, uh, of uh, uh, of the, the 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 people who are just in love right now. They may actually dislike each other. You people know you see you see like your know, old people like when they become older suburb, you know, ends up like wearing thin, and they argue with each other, you know, by day and night, and they you know weird stuff. But they still love each other more than when they first when they first were together. Why? You can tell like they, if they get separated from one another, they're agitated. Uh, they decided that whatever agitates me about this person or angers me about this person is better to stay together than to have separated. Right? They've accepted one another. No longer does the thought of leaving occur to them. So your saluk is like that as well. Your saluk is like that as well. That in the beginning you may cry about this and cry about that and you may feel moved to do something that, that uh, uh, <coughs> you know, that uh, is hard for you and you have the strength to uh, uh, to, to uh, deal with the difficulties that come with it. Uh, struggle to wake up in the morning, to fast and to lug yourself over to the masjid and this, that and the other thing. And so as time goes on, the, the, the heat of, that, of that, that, that fervor, it dies. It doesn't die, but it, it cools down quite a bit, right? And so that's the time then you know that is your uh, love of Allah Ta'ala true or not. The first fire that you saw, it's just burning the lighter fluid. It's not actually, the coals aren't burning yet. Afterward, you'll see, is the, is the, is the, are the coals burning? Have you actually, the thing that you're trying to light, has it lit or not? Uh, and that's when a person has to uh, <coughs> guard themselves away from, uh, uh, guard themselves away from, Making compromises and cheapening their deen and lessening their deen when it's no longer when it's no longer hot like that burning hot like that like it was in the in the first uh, in the first uh, days of love. That's when a person uh, you know uh, they've set into a pattern of living. They've set into a set of habits. They've set into a set of things. That's a time when it's it's easy to let things go. So he's saying that it's, this is a deterrent. It's a it's a emphatic deterrent from that. That a person should start dropping things from their deen later on. Uh, or rafahiya uh, that a person should become accustomed to comfort. Being accustomed to comfort is a great evil as well. And this is something, I don't know how to explain this to people. Because our culture is one that worships comfort and it worships, uh, 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 it worships material enjoyment. <coughs> that a person needs to have time in their life, a day of the week, an hour of the day, some time in their life where they, uh, they struggle uh, with themselves and struggle against themselves. Why? Because the deen and dunya are like co-wives. If you make one of them happy, the other one is going to be upset with you. 
So if your body is comfortable, what ends up happening? You put your ruh in agitation. If you become a sellout, right? Any of you, especially the sisters, right? If you become a sellout, mashallah, sky's the limit. Write a book about how, uh, you know, someone forced you to wear hijab. Write a book about how your, you know, your parents forced you to fast as a kid. Write a book about, you know, how, how you know, you were in a close-knit religious community and they used to do horrible things like this, that, and the other thing. And you become a sellout, what's going to end up happening? Your books will sell. You'll become an expert on this. You'll get interviewed. Forget about Fox News. You'll get interviewed on like the quote-unquote respectable uh, news outlets. You'll get a bunch of followers. You'll get all of these things. All of these things will happen for you. But what happens with the comfort, the 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 comfort of the body, the material comfort? Because it's an extreme example. Obviously, not everything is you know being complete behirat. There's some in the middle. <laughs> Like small things that a person can compromise on. But as the body and the material existence of a human being becomes comfort, comfort, comfortable, what ends up happening is that the spirit goes into uh, discomfort. And the spirit, you start to harm it. And you start to uh, uh, weaken it. And you start to make it sick. And you'll kill it one day. Um, and so what is it that a person has to? Uh, uh, revive the spirit and give the spirit a break from the difficulties it goes through in comfort. By what? By having spending some part of the day in silence, spending some part of the day in hunger, spending uh, 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 some part of the day uh, uh, sleepless, uh, 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 spending some part of the day not just in silence from 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 uh, 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 speaking, but also from hearing things, also from seeing things. Moana uh, Moana Rumi. Uh, uh, via Mulana uh, uh, Tamim uh, Saab, right? He said, he said, Chisham band o gosh band o lab band, garna bini nure haqba barman bakhand. He says that, 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 close your eyes and close your ears and, uh, 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 uh close your, uh, 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 your, your lips. Be quiet. Close your eyes and close your ears and be quiet. At that point, if you if you don't see the light of Al-Haq, right? Because when we say Allah is light, we're not talking about a flashlight. It's something else. It's not the light that the eyes can see. We were, mashallah, listening to, you know, the Madrasatun Nur for the blind in, in, in Sidara in, in South Africa and KZN. I had a chance to visit it. The kids used to listen to their nasheeds when they were uh, when they were a bit younger. So we, they actually gave me, a, when I told them, they became very happy. So they gave me like a pack of the CDs with the MP3s of their, their nasheeds. Those kids can sing really well, mashallah. Uh, 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 and so they called it Madrasatun Nur. But it's for what? It's for, for, for the blind why did they call it that? Is it like someone is like some sick joke on the disabled that someone is playing? No, it's what it's an affirmation that the actual nur of the samawat and the ard is not something that 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 that's seen by the eyes of the the mu'min and the kafir equally. Rather, innu la ta'mal absar wa lakin ta'mal ta'mal qulub alati fi sudur. That it's not the, the thing is this, it's not the, 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 the eyesights that are blind, but it's the hearts that are in the, 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 the chests of people that, those, that become blind sometimes. This is the qawl of Allah Ta'ala Himself. That, that, that nur is, is something else, you're not going to see it in comfort. There's a certain type of, of self-discipline that certain people have that they don't allow it to affect them.
That's a maqam we haven't reached yet. If you feel like you've reached it, then you're, you, it's a sign you haven't reached it. But that's the exception, it's not the rule. You don't know anything about the rule by the exception. Uh, and so he's saying that what? That the, the, this hadith is also a, an emphatic de- deterrent from a person to chase after luxury. Don't buy the most expensive bed. Don't buy the most expensive car. Don't, don't, don't seek the most money and go for the job that has the most pay. Don't do those things unless, until and unless you need them. If they're a, a means to some other end that you're going to spend them for the sake of Allah Ta'ala later on in something else, then you're not doing it for, for comfort or yourself. You're doing it for what? For the sake of Allah. And you have to be honest with yourselves. Uh, and we have to be honest with ourselves, I should say, that... Uh, uh, um, that uh, uh, you know whether that's really for the sake of Allah, or you're just telling yourself that in order to you know drive a nice car or whatever. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is that yes, there there is use for those things, but it's not for a person's own comfort, right? The Sahaba anhum, if you read about them, they lived an extremely uh, austere life. Uh, part part of it was because it was a long time ago and there wasn't technology and manufacturing and all of that. But not all of it was like that. They even lived an austere life for the standards of the. The, the, their contemporaries And they continue to do so Even after they conquered empire That Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu He had no guards That's why he was so easily assassinated and Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu anhu he, he, he had no he, he had guards Standing guards voluntarily at his house When it was under siege And the day he was assassinated He ordered them home himself in fact, he made an announcement that this day, whoever doesn't bear arms against another believer uh, uh, from the slaves of the household, that you're free for the sake of Allah. So he dismissed his guards himself. Sayyidina Ali, he had no guards with him. He was himself assassinated. These people used to sit over empire. We get, we get impressed if we get like a million dollars. What is a million dollars? It's like five houses. These are people who used to... Make decisions. This is Persia. This is Iraq. This is Syria. This is Egypt. Uh, this is Yemen. These are these are the ancient centers of civilization in the world, uh, uh, and they used to they used to not they used to live like villagers essentially. Sayyidina Muawiyah after seeing hmm, assassinated, 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 he's the first one who who started uh, having guards. And in rank out of all, all the four of them, even all of them, even though all of them have the rank of Sahaba, and we we revere all of them, but in rank out of the out of those four, who's the the lowest in rank? Right. That's that's part of our aqidah, and there's no we're not saying meaning disrespect through it, but it's something that's part of our aqidah as well to accept. So the idea is this: is that that they live like that. You know, they lived like that. Sayyidina Omar used to take qaylula in the in the in the masjid. And uh, that same woven straw mat that uh, uh, used to leave an imprint in the side of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Sayyidina Umar once saw you have a woven straw mat and he used to sleep on it sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You wake up and the imprint of the mat was all through his side. And those of you who've been to Madrasa before, you've all had that imprint on your side at some point or another. Uh, at least if you went to like. I don't want to say this because it's going to sound mean. I'm not trying to hate on like any of the dars or nothing, but like you know, those of you who went to real madrasa. At any rate, uh, uh, you all you've all gone through that before. So he saw that imprint on the entire side in the face of the Mubarak wajah of the Prophet and he said, "Ya Rasulullah, why is it that that Caesar and and the the Shah of, of Persia uh, and the 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 Caesar of of, of Byzantium uh, they live in such uh, uh, opulence?" Whereas you're the messenger of Allah 
And he's not saying that to question the, the claim. Rather, he sees the beauty in the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he sees the ugliness in the way those people live. And he's wondering how can the divine uh, distribution uh, uh, be such that someone who is so ugly gets so much uh, uh, reward in this world and how can someone who's so beautiful have to struggle so in this world? And uh, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam very calmly and very lightly answered him. He said, he said isn't it enough for you that that they may have the dunya, but the akhirah belongs to us. Um, and so that's not extremism. That's the deen of Allah Ta'ala. As a legal matter, we don't walk around telling people, oh, look, you have a nice car, uh, you, you've turned your back on the dunya. Because no, those things are not haram. Everyone is like kind of their own uh, drill sergeant as far as that boot camp is concerned. You know, another man can't tell you, come and tell you. Another woman can't come and tell you, you know, What's up with regards to that? If a person, for example, takes a sheikh or an ustad, you know, for their own rectification, then maybe you can listen to that, that uh, advice from them. But in general, you know, no one else, even in those cases, because you allow them to tell you those things. Otherwise, in general, nobody, uh, uh, nobody, you know, can tell you what's up with regards to those things. But you should, you should understand, you should realize that Sayyidina Umar, when he was Khalifa, then he used to also take Qaylula on that same mat. People, would, ambassadors would come from different, different like uh, parts of the world from empire and they're like where's the where's the imperial palace they literally look in medina and see where's the palace we don't see any house that's bigger than any other house and when he read uh, uh, guns germs and steel yeah. yeah so he talks about he, uh, he, he talks about jared diamond talks about the, like he has like this kind of like rough schema of different like levels of of organization that you have like a, a band which is like whatever like like between like 40 and like 70 people and what the interaction between people is that everyone's essentially equal and they just work out their problems with one another through talking and this and that. And they're usually family members. Then you have like a tribe, which is like whatever, from roughly from 70 to like 140 people or whatever, in which there may be a chief amongst <coughs> them. But the chief is like wears the same clothes that everyone else wears. And uh, uh, um, his house looks like everybody else's house. And when they sit in a meeting, you can't tell the difference between the chief and between the other people. But he's a respected person just for administrative purposes or whatever. He's the one who just makes sure that everybody's happy and that procedure works because there's a need for leadership. And then you have like a, like a, a, like a chiefdom, what he calls, which is like whatever up to like 10,000 people from like 140 to 10,000 people, which is what that he, that, 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 that like what a paramount chief is somebody who, you know, uh, 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 is in charge of several different tribes and clans coming together. And so you see that person dresses differently, their house is different, that person gets tribute from everybody, that person, uh, 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 you know, um, is a, 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 in a position of authority and prestige over other people, that's much more clear. Uh, however, he still relies on family connections in order to get things done. So for example, if he needs, you know, if there's a criminal from a particular tribe, he'll go to the people of that tribe and have them, uh, have them sort the issue out. Things are still done through family at that point, right? And then, he, then the last level is a state that you have more than 10,000 people. Now uh, the, 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 the taxation and tribute that comes in effectively makes the state into a kleptocracy ruled by thieves. Basically, people use, uh, uh, the, they, use they gather a large amount of money, they pay a standing army, doesn't matter what, Police, etc. It doesn't matter what uh, uh, um, 
what family a person is from, the king doesn't need to rely on, on, on a specific tribe to enforce anything. He has his own uh, he has his own police, he has his own army and enforce whatever he wants by force. Uh, and the state itself is it becomes authority to itself and uh, the citizens now their tribal affiliations with one another no longer mean anything. So family breaks up is just more individualistic than 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 the other the other uh, lower levels of state. And in most civilizations, that's where religion comes into play. Until then, religion is a curiosity. At that level, religion is a w soft power, like the hard power is the police and the army. The soft power is you have a set of priests that do rituals and tell people that listen to the king, otherwise, you know, whatever. And uh, the religion is a soft arm of kleptocracy. So what does it say about the deen? That such an empire was run. Such an empire was run and the leadership is, bears all the trappings of like family. Like just 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 like a, a a small clan, you can't tell the difference. It was Rasul Sallallahu Some people wouldn't know who's the messenger of Allah, who's 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 the Sahaba radiAllahu anhum. The Ansar radiAllahu anhum didn't know who is Abu Bakr and who's the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when they came in the Hijra. When they saw the Muhajirun gathering around the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq holding open his 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 shawl to shade the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then they knew who's who. Otherwise, they couldn't tell. They couldn't tell who's who. The Anwar from both of them, they couldn't, they couldn't tell. Even the people's spiritual inside were blinded by both of them. They couldn't tell who's who. And uh, uh, what does it say about, what does it say about that, 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 that deen? That if you can run an empire like family. Because that's the point, like the, the, the idea of state and empire and all the, you know, the modern nation state, which is even like a chimeric freak, like uh, order of like uh, 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 impersonality more than the old states uh, uh, used to be. What is it? Nobody cares for one another. Nobody has any concern for one another. Nobody, uh, uh, you know, uh, is, <coughs> is worth anything then, more than the amount of taxation they can bring in and the money they can bring in and things like that. What does it say about, about a set of people that they turned their back on the dunya to the point where they were able to, through, through the mechanism of essentially family, uh, uh, and it, it's so bizarre how like Islam is, is shaped by this because you know, one of the things, uh, you know, Facebook has a hundred uh, million uh, debates, mashallah, that, that rot the brain. And I really wish I never opened a Facebook account. Uh, but like, why is it that Islam is so inextricably like uh, linked to being Arab? Why? Literally when people used to become Muslim in the early generations, they would literally become part of the family. Abu Hanifa is a Persian. Bukhari is a Persian. They actually have tribal affiliations. Why? Because they would become part of the family. There is no way of becoming Muslim without becoming part of the family. They would change their names. They would, like all of these things, they, it, it was what? It was so much like that. That's not possible except for, except for through uh, a people who are not uh, grubbing with the dunya. And if you're, if you're the person who's like, yeah, inshallah, everyone in America is going to become Muslim one day. And like, okay, see you later. I got to go to my job now. And, uh, uh, you know, oh my God, like if I have to sleep on, on the floor or if I have to, uh, you know, drive a certain car, then my social class and my relatives are not going to like me. And, oh my God, like, you know, the sky is going to fall and break on my head. And but like, yeah, like all these types of things. You're not, well, then go, you know, you have Islam as your personal religion and uh, you go and join uh, uh, someone else's system and you live your life like that 
And, uh, uh, you know, if you think I'm talking about us as a minority in America and their system is a quote-unquote kuffar system, this is the decision people in the Ummah made centuries before the colonizer came to our lands. This is the same decision that they, the Muslims made in Spain before the Reconquista hit them. This is the same decision that all of these, uh, uh, that, 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 that the, the empire is not of, not of colonization, but pre-colonial empires, the Mughal Empire and the, uh, 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 the different empires that, that, that rule over the Muslim lands. Not everybody, but there are people, in by and large, you know, like the, 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 the community made these decisions, that living in a certain way is what, what I have to do. That if my wedding is not a certain way, then uh, it's going to be a shame. And that way has nothing to do with the sunnah. It has to do with how much money I'm going to use, show off, etc., etc. If I don't have this type of things in my house, if I don't have this uh, type of standard of living, if I don't, you know, uh, uh, marry into such and such. All of these decisions that were not the decisions that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum used to, used to make. They bought into that system. Imagine this, right? People say, what if so, so like hippies, they say stuff like that. They say, what if someone threw a war and nobody showed up? What if someone threw a caliphate? There's like someone, you know, the, the ummah has been throwing a caliphate. No one's been showing up. They're like, nah, bro, I got, I got something else to do. I got something else to do that day. Nobody, nobody wants to go to it. You know, these are, these are decisions. These are things that, but through which the kuffar have the upper hand, through which shaitan has the upper hand on us. Has nothing to do with weapons, money, none of, none of that stuff. Those things are all very secondary considerations, just like the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, uh, uh, you know, they uh, were able to uh, conquer the empire of the Persians and the, 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 the Romans, despite being technologically uh, backwards people. Just like that, if these things are taken care of, you know, the entire empire, what is American empire, the Chinese that are astaghfirullah, uh, uh, have, have put our brothers and sisters in concentration camps. What is their state power through? Is it through the military? Absolutely not. It's economic power. Stop buying their goods. Their entire, uh, you know, thing. Their entire uh, nations collapse. Their entire everything will start to collapse. Stop buying their goods. Everything will collapse. These are all kleptocrats. They don't care about Democrats, Republicans, any of these things. Whoever makes the money, they'll put them on the throne. And uh, uh, if people just, imagine people just stop buying their stuff, but who's gonna stop buying iPhone made in China? By uh, by by whatever uh, by whatever by like a, a capitalist shrine uh, company who's gonna stop buying those things? No one's gonna stop buying those things. So as long as those are your obsession, then halas, you know, like have fun. And you're like, oh look at you, you have like Samsung Note, with, you know, and you're taking pot shots at Apple or whatever, right? Fine. Don't shoot the messenger. It's just the messages and amana. That's why we're delivering it. Otherwise, some of these things, it's really interesting, right? It's really interesting. Some of these things, it's come to a point where you can't, you know, where, where if you want to do any work of da'wah, you have to maintain a standard with people just so that they listen to you. I, I personally feel that's a cop-out, but it's something that I, I've heard from a lot of people myself. Otherwise, I really don't care. I really don't care that my smartphone, the first one I got, my father forced me to get it. He said that if you're going to walk around with a dumb phone and a crappy car, then nobody's going to listen to you. He's like, good for them. Who cares? He literally like took me to Costco and like, he's like, I'm going to buy one. So you may as well choose which one you like. I'm like, I never liked Apple in the first place. So, you know, that's the day I became an Android user. Who cares about any of these things? Are they really going to change anything? The hadith is, is, is what, the, this is what the, the commentators took from it. That the ta'akhur standing in the back row 
is from all of these things. That once you get obsessed with the dunya, once you have something else better to do, you don't come to dars, you don't come to majlis, you don't come to the masjid, you don't come to salat, you don't go to madrasa, you don't... Okay, fine, you're not cut out for those things, right? Go volunteer, you don't go volunteer, go feed people in the hood, okay? You're not cut out for that. You know, go teach someone how to read, volunteer at a local school, you know, take a career that, you know, uh, uh, you know to be a teacher, right? That's itself a great sacrifice and it's a worse sacrifice than volunteering because you don't get paid anything near what you're, you're putting into, uh, into what you're doing. Do those things. You know, do those things. Or if you're going to, if you're going to go the, the high money route, then, then do it right. Do it like the Sahaba anhum did. The three dynasties of the Persian Empire gathered wealth and hoarded it while their people starved to death. The Sahaba anhum broke their army armies into pieces and broke their uh, palaces stone by stone and took all of them to the market and sold them and amassed treasure and wealth uh, unimaginable uh, unimaginable to, to people sovereign wealth uh, that took thousands of years to amass and they spent all of it in one generation in order to propagate Islam in every direction Imagine, like, it's hard. How, how hard is it for a person to get to India right now? See, it's not easy. It's like a several days flight. You have to make tartib and plan. They used to send armies to India back in those days when they had to go on foot, when there's no uh, medicine for malaria and there's no, uh, you know, they'd go into weird parts of Africa and weird parts of Asia and weird parts of Europe. How did they make it to all of those places? They amassed unimaginable amounts of wealth. That wealth that the, 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 the great emperors uh, of, of Persia and Rome wouldn't spend on their own people. And they, they without, in a heartbeat, they spent all this. So go, you want to be the high money route, you know, you're going to be a big doctor. Mashallah, every uh, whatever, uh, uh, every time you uh, prescribe someone antibiotic for their uh, hemorrhoid or whatever, you get, you know, cash in like $10,000 or whatever type of doctor. You Go ahead, do it. And then when it comes into your hand, spend it all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, 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 liquidate, liquidate storehouses of money that another man would find unimaginable. And spend it all in the path of Allah ta'ala. That's also a type of zuhud. That's also a type of turning your back on the dunya. And if you're not able to do that, then don't, don't, uh, don't, don't kid yourself. But uh, all of these things, uh, 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 and, and he says, tanbih, and this is a, 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 the most emphatic of uh, indications to a person uh, 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 that, that these things will, uh, that if you don't uh, give these things up and you don't struggle against these things, that they are going to uh, distance you from Allah Ta'ala and put you uh, uh, under the um, under the rule of his anger. May Allah Ta'ala be our protection from that because of his, uh, his grace and mercy. Uh, so <coughs> if you mess up, if you're not, if you're not you know, on your game right now, if you're not on your, on your uh, thing that you need to be uh, right now like you need to be, that's fine. Um, uh, then, then make tomorrow better. Get back, on, get back on the horse tomorrow. If you miss something this week, then don't miss it next week. If you miss something this year, don't miss it next year. If you, you know, got lost your temper with someone, go say sorry. If you're, uh, you know, if you uh, wasted your money this time, don't waste it the next time. If you wasted your time this time, don't waste it the next time. Uh, but if you find yourself doing all of those things again and again and again, that's the thing that should make you uncomfortable. That's the sign that something's going very wrong. Uh, 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 that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's, that's where a person should freak out. 
If it happens once, happens twice, that's normal. Uh, once it becomes a way of life and you remember, I used to be like this and now I'm, I'm, I'm like that. Don't be the one caught in the back, right? Like Sayyidina Abu Dujana radiallahu anhu, and alladhi a'ahadani khalili wa nahnu bis-saqfi ladan nakhili alla aqum al-dahri fil-kayuli abdari bi-sayf Allahi wa rasooli uh, he's the one who took the sword from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the day of battle. And Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam followed him and, and, and said that he, he, he just kept repeating these verses again and again. They had not, not just, uh, not, not, not just uh, taqwa and deen and akhlaq, but they had style as well. So that he, he kept re- repeating these verses again and again, that I'm the one who... My, my Khalil sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, my, my beloved, took a, an oath from me when we were uh, uh, under, the, uh, uh, under the shade by the palm tree, uh, which is a, uh, uh, a reference to the Bayatul Aqaba. There's a place called Aqaba, not the, one in, not the one on the Red Sea, but there's a place called Aqaba in the last part of Mina, before you cross out of Mina into, into, uh, into Makkah Mukarramah. And so the Sahaba, the, the Ansar whom in particular, they took the oath of allegiance from the Messenger of Allah in that place. And there's a small masjid there. And by Allah's fadl, he protected, protected it from our, uh, uh, our overzealous uh, brothers in the Arabian Peninsula who like to destroy things uh, of uh, historical significance. That, that place is still there. At some point it was actually locked up, but now it's open. You can go inside of it as well. And you pray, pray to Raqqa's there was built in the Abbasid period. It was literally they excavated it when they were redeveloping that place. They found it buried underneath just the, the, the earth from time. The, he said that I'm the one that my Khalil sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took eh? an oath of allegiance from me uh, 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 when we were under the shade uh, by the palm tree uh, that I would never, as long as time exists, be caught in the back row. Uh, uh, and so, and, and that when I that, I that when I strike, I'll strike with the sword of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Meaning, meaning what? What does the back row mean? I mean, obviously, in the context of the the, the occasion, it means the battle that you're not going to be a coward and be in the back. But what's the what's the first? That's the apex. That's the viratu sinam. If you read the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that's the apex of a person's expression of their iman when they. Jump into danger and they put their life and their property at risk in order for the word of Allah Ta'ala to be supreme. What's the foundation of it? That's the apex, that's the top, that's like the, the penthouse. What's the foundation of that building? It's the salat, and it's equally, these are the people who are equally uh, 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 cognizant of, the, of the, the dishonor of being caught in the back row there as well. Uh, I know we've gone over a little bit, but like, you know, you go to the masjid, when the khutbah starts, how many people are there? It's a dishonor to be, to, to, that the, the, the adhan should be called and you're not there. It's a dishonor. It's a dishonor not only to Allah Ta'ala, if you're a relationship with Allah Ta'ala, it's a dishonor to the Prophet Sallallahu who said to, the, the, to the, the, the Sahaba that take me as your imam and afterward the people will make, let them take you as their imams afterward. And, and uh, uh, there's a group of people that they will keep hanging out in the back until Allah Ta'ala leaves them behind. 
It's a dishonor to every one of those generations that they, if we don't heed this, they, there are people who heeded this. We've seen them with our own eyes. They're still alive, many of them. Uh, uh, that, that Their lives have passed them by and they don't have a Twitter account and a Facebook account or YouTube and they don't speak at conventions and conferences. But they spent their life and they held this ahad of the Prophet sallallahu this covenant of the Prophet sallallahu not to be left behind. And, you know, it happens once or twice, it happens once or twice. But if you're the one that this is your ada, this is your habit, that you feel like you're doing a lot of favor by showing up uh, in the worst of ways possible and justifying it by saying, well, at least I'm going to Jummah. Everyone else at work is a kafir or everybody else in the ummah is like even more lazy than me. Or what. That's not, that's not like, that's not like a, you can understand how it's not a winning attitude for anything. That a person should at least out of shame not, uh, 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 not be uh, from those who are left behind uh, uh, because of their staying staying back. Um, and if nobody else wants to claim uh, that honor, then that's their problem. But uh, those people who, who uh, know better, uh, they should they should practice what they know. Allah Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. Allah forgive us for what's past and uh, uh, for what's past from, from our not respecting this uh, hukum of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Allah give us tawfiq in the future to, to, to change for the better and Allah Ta'ala, uh, 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 you know, uh, not use this majlis as a, uh, a an evidence against me for saying it and against you for hearing it. But uh, uh, ignorance isn't bliss, it's better to know. If you know, you can do something about it. If you never bring it up and you never mention it to one another, then there's absolutely zero chance of, of, of getting better. At least the door is open. Once understanding happens and once a forgetful person remembers, then there's a chance to do something. Uh, whereas if we stop reminding each other, then then there's 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 nothing except for destruction after that.